we're only one call away getting some pretty good insider information on any operator. There's no question that the key to, to doing well as a fund is minimizing the number of mistakes or what we call mortality rate that end up going to zero. Having the relationships that we have and being able to get a good inside track on management, um, as well as also just having been in the industry, we, we tend to track companies for a couple of years before we end up investing in them. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this month's Cannabis Investor Spotlight Series with Scott Berman and Jordan Tripp from Panther Opportunity Fund. Scott and Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Well, Panther primarily focuses on early stage equity investments within the legal ancillary cannabis industry, but you've also done some investment in plant touching companies. It's a pretty broad scope, so maybe we can start off by talking about what type of companies you look for, or what are some of the characteristics that you look for in companies that you would invest in? Sure, Dan. Panther Opportunity Fund is a three-year-old fund, the second fund for both of our managing principals. Ramey and David, both prior to cannabis, had long careers in business. Ramey, an entrepreneurial physician who started a company and took it public in the late 90s. David comes from a more traditional venture capital background having run alternative investments for a family office out of Chicago and also run an early-stage tech fund. Both Ramey and David's background lends well to ancillary investment opportunities, primarily software and technology. So that's the origin of where we got into the space. And then naturally, as we've been involved since 2014, you get to a point where you have to start evolving a little bit. And that's the reason why in this fund, which is, again, our second fund, We've decided to continue to have an ancillary focus, but also in particular situations, choose highly curated plant-touching deals. We also like to look for companies that have over a million in annual revenue and that have established management team that have had prior exits and have established some sort of market share in the particular vertical that they're in. We're not looking for super early stage. We like to see companies that have some traction and then we help them grow with our capital. I think that's really important, especially in this market. Before we jump ahead, I noticed that you also provide, in some cases, bridge debt, which we haven't seen a lot of debt offered. Can you tell us a little bit about that program? When we started out, given the pretty strict nature in terms of our investment thesis and the company that we're looking for, we did feel it was important to go out and offer to companies combinations of both debt and equity. As a funding partner, we can be creative and bring both debt and equity. It just makes us a better solution. I also believe that in the future, debt deals will become more popular. There are certain things that may trigger this, such as the banking bill. I believe that after that happens, a lot more companies will seek debt financing instead of equity. And when we first started this fund in the early days, the angel investors have been the primary way that these companies are being funded. But that is definitely going to change in the near future. In the prior answer, we were talking about the investment into these still early round, even though they're million dollar plus in revenue, they're still early round. But what I notice a lot in the cannabis industry is when these companies get the injection of cash, it's like they're on hyper growth. They just leapfrog all their peers. And 
you're seeing these, the next round, just great multiples. I saw that on your deck where you made an investment in a company and within a little over a year, they went public and your investment was like three times greater. And are you noticing that or is that pretty common with, within this industry? It, it really comes part and parcel with the type of opportunities we're looking for. We're looking for management teams that had prior exits. We're getting involved at a point where they've taken it to a certain extent and they realize that it's not just the capital because while we do have capital, there's lots of groups that have capital. It's really the combination of the operators themselves, the inflection point that we're getting involved in, and the combination of us giving them capital so they can go and invest in their business as well as just being a founding board for them. And so we're really particular about the types of companies that we get involved in, the stage, and that partnership is really key. And at the end of the day, like you said, Dan, that ends up leading to hyper growth uh, relative to some of the competition. Yeah, I think also we're seeing the, the whole market expand at such a rapid pace. Uh, one example is we're invested in a company that sells testing kits to labs. They're doing really well, and there's more labs opening in more states all the time. Testing is becoming a big business. So as each state uh, gives out licenses and approves legislation, more of the companies that we're invested in are expanding their footprint across the country. So the capital that we're providing is providing uh, salespeople and marketing and just new territories, which is enabling them to accelerate their growth. I want to jump ahead. You mentioned David's involvement in the industry, and I know you're all active in the industry, but I think, you know, as this industry continues to evolve, it's becoming harder and harder for the casual investor to really find good opportunities because it's it started to turn into sort of an insider's game. You will probably agree with me that you have a big advantage having people within the industry. You know who the players are. You know who the pretenders are. Give us an idea of what kind of an advantage that gives you when it comes to making investments. You know, the number one thing when we make an investment is the team. A lot of times that's a harder piece of the puzzle to really figure out. But given that we are in a relatively small industry, we're only one call away getting some pretty good insider information on any operators. There's no question that the key to doing well as a fund is minimizing the number of mistakes or what we call mortality rates that end up going to zero. Having the relationships that we have and being able to get a good inside track on management, um, as well as also just having been in the industry, we, we tend to track companies for a couple of years before we end up investing in them. Yeah, and I think also after we invest, we often pool our money together with other funds and other friends where we go into deals together and then collectively we help them through our network. So if we combine our network with another fund's network, uh, we cover an awful lot in the industry, as Jordan said, one call away. And so once we're involved with these companies, we can now facilitate joint ventures and partnerships and new customers across all these different people that we know. So it, it definitely is a very big point and it helps us a lot. Huge benefit to your investors. And more importantly, it's huge benefit for your portfolio companies because you have all these contacts and you have this 50,000-foot vantage point where you can see opportunities that they may not otherwise notice. I suspect that's a real benefit. Yes. If a company is interested in talking to you about investing in their company, 
or if an investor wants to get some more information about maybe having you manage their cannabis portfolio, what should they do? We're always open for inbound solicitations, conversations. We're active at the shows. Yeah, I think the trade shows are really important in this industry. There's a lot of times that we gather at these shows and have informal meetings. So my suggestion always is to show up as many things as you can. Seek us out. We're very open. We love to uh, meet new people and discover new ideas and new investors. So feel free to, to shoot us a note. Well, we've been speaking with Scott and Jordan from Panther Opportunity Funds, and we will have all their contact information on the MJ Bulls website. So if you don't make it to a trade show, we'll, you can check out our website and get their email address and go from there. Scott, Jordan, thanks again for being on the show. It's good to catch up with you. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Thanks for everything you're doing. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.